Hello, and welcome to the Performance Cycling Podcast. This is a Prem Lap. I'm Jason Hammond. I'm here with Todd Norwood. All right, Jason. So I, I have a question for you. Um, and this is probably going to, you know, I don't know if you're going to have the answer for me, but I do have some research here. And the question is very simple. And I mean, you can tell me if you feel differently, but let's just say, what, what if you didn't have to do an FTP test to know your fitness level? Or what if you didn't have to get on a bike and do a VO2 max test to understand your fitness level? What if there's a perhaps easier and on the pen on who you are, maybe less painful way to understand that? Would you be interested? Uh, would I be interested? I think, um, well, okay, if, if you want me to get on my soapbox, I think that every day that you train, you feel more and more confident in your fitness. So you know this from our, uh, our episode on fitness tests. I'm not too keen on them anyway uh, in that sort of I feel fit when I feel fit. Um, so I would it would be nice to be able to say this is my VO2 max without necessarily doing a VO2 max effort. Um, and that could potentially be done or, or even your FTP, right? It would be great to be able to instantaneously know my FTP without having to do a 20 minute effort. So maybe we're not quite there yet, um, but there's a, a promising paper that was published in uh, Cell earlier this year. And actually what they looked at is some of the really complex cellular and metabolic pathways and sort of basically came up with some markers in the blood that, and a model that would more or less predict your fitness and it correlated well with you know, exercise tests that we're used to like a VO2 max test, but actually just based on a blood draw. Mm. So I, you know, look, I think it's interesting. You know, I think for most cyclists, if we have a power meter, it's much more accessible to just do our typical FTP test. It takes us 20 minutes, it takes us an hour by the time we're warmed up and cooled down and everything and gives us an inaccurate prediction. But uh, you know, I think it would be interesting in some future state to be able to do a blood draw and have some understanding of what your fitness is. Um, I can imagine maybe coming off the off season, uh, you know, do a little blood draw instead of suffer through a, an FTP test that might be poorly paced. Yeah. Or, um, an FTP test could, uh, you know, that's sort of missing out on a day of, of actual exercise. If you could get more stimulus from, um, you know, some real effort as opposed to the VO2 max test. So, you could draw blood of your athlete and just test them for their fitness markers rather than having them spend that whole day or spend that day's worth of effort on the test. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, I think it's, it's early yet uh, for this research and that, you know, I don't think they've done, you know, high level athletes to see like, okay, you know, it's one thing to do it for general fitness. It's another thing to do it for elite level sport and be able to say like, yes, this you know, elite cyclist has a 75 VO2 max versus this, uh, you know, sort of indivi individual that's moderately trained has a, a 45 or a 50 VO2 max. So, you know, obviously there's some, some range and they probably need some, uh, new research to, to back that sort of an approach and who knows what it would cost to be able to actually, um, produce that. But, you know, I, I do think it's an interesting area. I think it's something that we should keep an eye on and it, 
it fits for me in terms of things that we've talked about in the past and, you know, various episodes, whether it's talking about, you know, mitochondria and all the different things that are happening at the mitochondria, all the changes that are happening are just talking about the different energy systems and how the different energy systems interact as, as our performance changes and what, what needs to happen to fuel or uh, influence a change across those different energy systems. You can imagine that there's evidence in the blood or there's, there's evidence somewhere that would indicate how those things are working. And it sounds like these researchers have actually started to identify um, sort of the evidence or sort of the, um, the paper trail, if you will, of the different processes that are happening as our fitness improves over time. Yeah, I think this is sort of well known that um, a lot of training that we do is actually training to improve the quality of our blood. So a lot of base training, a lot of threshold training, we're really hoping that the characteristics of our blood changes. It's interesting though that they are the changes are well documented enough and are, you know, they correlate well enough to be able to you know, actually make a model or actually guess fairly well uh, uh, someone's fitness level. So it's important to, I guess, on this topic is, um, you know, take good care of your blood if that if that sort of means anything. But yeah, your blood is really important to your, your fitness. And so I can believe that they can make some correlation. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I don't think I would go run out and ask your doctor or your coach or whomever for, for this sort of a blood test. I don't think it's there just yet. Um, but you know, it's, it's something to consider in the future. And maybe it's just another one of those data points that potentially we have in the future to help validate our, our fitness performance. Or, you know, we've talked about this many times, like maybe there's some, um, for the evolution of a blood test like this, that can help us identify what are our physiologic limiters or what are our performance limiters, maybe even in a given point in the season based on some of these cellular blood metabolic markers that they see and tell us, oh, hey, you know what? I think you need to do more um, threshold training, you need to do more uh, anaerobic capacity training or what have you to improve for that race. Yeah. And I think even, um, even more useful than that would be for researchers who if they could just draw blood before their protocol and then draw blood after their protocol, then they could look at changes in blood characteristics and then run them through this, uh, you know, this algorithm to get out the changes in fitness. Then that would make it so much easier for you to test protocols on athletes and see how their their fitness changes or um, certain areas of their fitness change. So uh, the ability to do this would absolutely change research. I would say for the better. Yeah. Well, cause I think one of the challenges, right. In sports science research and endurance sport research is we do have a psychological component, right. If we look at a time trial performance or particularly, um, you know, time to fatigue, well, you know, you, you give up when you feel like giving up. Right. So depending on how you feel that day, uh, you might give up sooner or later. And that may, you know, depending on the sample size and we know sports science sometimes has small sample sizes that might change the outcome of the study, right? From a statistically significant result to one that is not. And presumably the blood markers wouldn't lie. They'd give you maybe a a more accurate picture that takes out that psychological influence. Yeah. So, uh, I see the long-term potential for this, I guess, uh, as most research that we hear about initially, we'll, we'll have to be patient and wait for it to be developed further to actually be able to use it in our own lives. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, exciting, exciting stuff. And who knows in five or 10 years, we might be just drawing a little bit of blood to tell us how fit we are, or how we should train. Yep. So uh, that's all we have for the pre-lap today. Uh, get out there and go ride your bike.